My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. In the Book of Mormon, there's a group of Nephites that have gone to live among the Lamanites. Their first king, Zenith, leads them and keeps them safe from the Lamanites, trying to bring them into bondage, like they always want to do, it seems. His son, King Noah, doesn't do such a great job, and they are beaten by the Lamanites. Limhi, Noah's son, then leads them during this time of being in bondage to the Lamanites. So after a while of being stuck, they decide they want out. So they ask Limhi if they can go to battle, and they do three times, and they're beaten three times. Eventually, they just accept their lot in life, but they start to turn to God. They pray to him for help. Finally, Ammon, not the one who cut off the arms, but a different one, and a group of men come from the land of Zarahemla, and they're able to free Limhi's people by giving the Lamanite guards some heavy liquor and sneaking out the back at night. Now, I've wondered, because I feel like this is kind of a cool story, what is the point of this story? Why is it in the Book of Mormon? I had a thought. What if I replaced the word Lamanite with the word addiction? Usually when we think of addictions, we think of things like drugs, pornography, alcohol. But an addiction is just a compulsion to do something that seems rewarding, even though you know it's ultimately bad for you. By that, you could classify lots of things as an addiction. Being on our phones all the time, anger, impatience, stealing, almost any sin we're not willing to give up fits in this category. You could call them bad habits, vices, faults, whatever. So let's go back to the story. I'm going to read this story and replace the word Lamanites with addiction. Listen to what happens. And now the afflictions of the Nephites were great, and there was no way that they could deliver themselves out of their hands, for the addictions had surrounded them on every side. And it came to pass that the people began to murmur with the king because of their afflictions, and they began to be desirous to go against them to battle. And they gathered themselves together again and put on their armor and went forth against the addictions to drive them out of their land. And it came to pass that the addictions did beat them and drove them back and slew many of them. And now there was a great mourning and lamentation among the people of Limhi. Now there were a great many widows in the land, and they did cry mightily from day to day, for a great fear of the addictions had come upon them. And it came to pass that their continual cries did stir up the remainder of the people of Limhi to anger against the addictions, and they went again to battle. But they were driven back again, suffering much loss. Yea, they went again even the third time, and suffered in the like manner. And those that were not slain returned again to the city of Nephi. And they did humble themselves even to the dust, subjecting themselves to the yoke of bondage, submitting themselves to be smitten and to be driven to and fro and burdened according to the desires of their enemies. Okay, pause for a second. Sometimes this is what happens to us. When we have an addiction, 
addiction or a sin or bad habit, we often try to fight it on our own. But so many times we end up feeling defeated and we just give in because it's easier to feed the addiction or the sin than it is to fight it on our own. So let's see what happens next. And they did humble themselves even in the depths of humility, and they did cry mightily to God. Yea, even all the day long did they cry unto their God that he would deliver them out of their afflictions. And now the Lord was slow to hear their cry because of their iniquities. Nevertheless, the Lord did hear their cries and began to soften the hearts of the addictions that they began to ease their burdens. Yet the Lord did not see fit to deliver them out of bondage. And it came to pass that they began to prosper by degrees in the land and began to raise grain more abundantly and flocks and herds that they did not suffer with hunger. Now there was a great number of women, more than there was of men. Therefore King Limhi commanded that every man should impart to the support of the widows and their children, that they might not perish with hunger. Now the people of Limhi kept together in a body as much as it was possible and secured their grain and their flocks. Now it's not too long after this that Ammon shows up, but this little section is very instructive to us on working on changing, on freeing ourselves from bad habits and sins and even addictions. So first they humble themselves and they pray. Then they serve the widows, they work hard, and they stay in good company. Nobody went anywhere alone. They didn't trust themselves among the Lamanites, right? This is not so hard to liken to ourselves, or at least it's not hard for me to liken it to myself. We also need to pray. How else are you going to get help if you don't ask your Heavenly Father for it? We need to serve. Service is an amazing thing that never fails to remind me how blessed I actually am. The third thing was work. Work fills our days with productive things, leaving less time for any bad habits. And last, stay in good company. Attend church. Stay away from things that make change hard or that could bring back old habits. The people of Limhi did not end up saving themselves. Ammon and his brethren eventually came and helped to deliver them from bondage. This is what Jesus Christ does for us. He is the one that delivers us. Bishops and church leaders help if need be, but Jesus Christ is the deliverer. The fact is we need, we have to have help to get out of the hole that we have dug for ourselves. So don't be like King Limhi's people, beating yourself up and trying to overcome things on your own. That's not how it works. We can go up in our own strength against sin as many times as we want. But the only way out is Jesus Christ. It still may take a while, just like it did for King Limhi's people, but deliverance will come. Press on, keep the faith. Verily thus saith the Lord unto you whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven. For with the chastisement I prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation, 
and I have loved you. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey. 